The Judas Cross, Chapter One. Whale song echoed musically and surreal, dredged up from the dark ocean depths. It oscillated in the currents and movements created by the huge mammals. Conrad's dream rolled rhythmically fore and fro. Then suddenly, with a huge hypnic jerk, he awoke, gasping to the surface. Realizing then that the whale song serenade was in fact the loud squealing brake drums of a trash bin truck, its sounds being distorted from distant streets by the gusting wind that gushed and gassed through the ginnels and the garrets. Another heavy wave of reality crashed onto Conrad's conscience, as dustbin lid symboled into his sensitive sobriety. Oh, this temporal timpani heralded what was the stark arrival of a very unwanted Monday morning. Conrad scented the air, his lips snarling back like those of a dog that had caught the scent of its spore. The room reeked sweet of snaps, toffee liqueur, nostrils flaring Conrad, cursed at the stench of his own stupidity. Then, realizing that something was terribly wrong, he instinctively grabbed both for his head and his genitals simultaneously whilst barking out a sharp yelp, only to find that he'd been shaved to a sharp stubble. There was now grating his soft, milky white hands as though they were made of cream cheese. For a moment he dare not breathe, Panic tingled into his stomach, her sticklebacks schooled up against his heart and then feathered their fins behind his lungs. Oh, mouthing a silent mime, the words, oh, dry to sand. Conrad shook his head from side to side, trying to loose the numbness, stupefaction. But nothing came forth, not even the slightest spark the synaptic dark, oh, anything to illuminate his cranium. This liquid libation lobotomy was complete. Total DIY drink amnesia had yet again been achieved. Tentatively, Conrad placed his planters down onto the bedroom floor, flirting footsie in amongst the debris the previous night's booze blitzkrieg. Feeling as nervous as a child who's taking its first barefoot steps into a rock pool, Conrad stepped and then cried out as his fleshy instep found an urchin bottle top. Howling agony, he hopped onto the hedgehog of keys with the same foot collapsing into calamity. Oh, then he mud-skipped across the floor, flotsam, breast-stroking it as swide as he swam towards the handle. He heaved up, tomb-raided from the death of darkness into the living room of light. He hurried the balloon-sized bladder, but then statued the mirror. He'd been struck by a Medusa reflection. He looked at the unrecognizable figure. He'd been made up as a clown.
a mask of makeup painted thickly onto his face and down his chest, eyes almost puffed shut, his hair, why had they cut off all his hair? Oh, he looked at his shaved head and realised that the callous deed had been done by someone who cared not for detail. His treasured locks lay everywhere. He picked up his precious ponytail from the toilet bowl, squeezing out the urine. He whispered silently with venom, You bitch! Oh, Conrad stood stiff-legged, urinating against the pan of the toilet. Pissing against the porcelain, he realised that the two days of revelry had been condensed down into two pints of liquid acidity. He began to bathe his battered face, wincing as it maced, looking to the perspex mirror he found scarlet mask of sunburn under the heavy makeup. Oh, fantastic! A face finished in vermilion, a head scalped white into an absolute delight. Conrad patched himself to a semblance of sensibility, placing his hat upon his glinting head. He tried to conceal this hideous highlight. Then he stepped out under what was a very unforgiving blue sky. Looking up towards the jellyfish moon that was swimming by, back to its dark thigh, he thought to himself, if only I could swim back through sobriety. Oh, to the soft yang from this very cool, cruel ying. Conrad settled onto a stogie and then backfired into a death breath, kicking to keel, swaying. Motion sickness. He gasped and grasped onto the steel stanchion, pitching and yawing. He steadied himself with a strong stare onto the still secure skyline. Conrad was now aware that many people were eyeing him with a quiet concern of intrigue, not dissimilar to discovering a Robinson Crusoe wrecked upon the shoreline of sobriety. But instead of finding a man Friday, Conrad found his girl Monday laughing back. Conrad scowled inquiry, whereupon the girl jested and then gusted into giggles, mentioning that on the previous night's bus ride he'd boarded and seated himself in the centre aisle, missing his seat completely. And he'd proceeded to pull off his shoes and socks and play with his feet like a baby for the entire journey. Fortunate for Conrad, the bus arrived, linting back his ghostly Palamortis reflection. He thought he'd better start to fabricate and snivel a sob-story spiel. Sympathy. His sister, sensible. But doubtless she'd realise, through her saintliness, 
and probably Bible bash him into a sacred sermon about his need for spiritual sobriety. Neither of which he'd practiced or seen for a hell-raising long time. Conrad couldn't remember the last 48 hours. His alcoholic amnesia. Christ, he thought. Where had he been? Where? Where was his martini girl? The anytime, anyplace girl. Mm. Gosh, was she the Medusa, the seducer? Heaven pray, not her. He quickly looked towards his wrists for the binding marks. Oh, thank heaven, there were none. He hadn't again been lashed in a dungeon of debauchery. <laughs>